So day six of Black History Month, where we are, you know, just over two hours and a few minutes to awards night NFL honors. You know, we're going to see the MVP and the Hall of Fame class, see who goes down for that. Um, but day six of Black History Month and where, where, you know, we start our big Super Bowl show tonight with two guests going into tomorrow. So talk to, talk to us about the more amazing African-American man. Well, today is only one, but I want to leave off this one with a big, with a, with a bang. So we're going to go track and field. We're going to go with one of the more decorated black athletes in her time. Her name was Wilma Rudolph. No one paved the way for black female track stars than her. She faced adversity and she dealt with polio. Didn't stop her from competing in the 1960 Olympics. She she took home silver and bronze in the 1960 track and field. Her inspiration and her performance was so inspirational that she has been the icon along black female track athletes. That's awesome. Fantastic lady. This this name I actually know, and uh, you know, imagine imagine going through all that and still dominating in your sport, like that's something that's incredibly incredibly awesome. And you know what? We're we're not done. We we still got many weeks to go, and and, and, and we're gonna keep pumping in the in these names, and uh, you know. Again, I, I just encourage all races, you know, you don't just got to be black. You don't just got to be a minority. It's just important. It's super, super important. Um, all tests are clear. All Chiefs will play. All Bucks will play. No player is missing a game due to COVID. And that is what we want. We don't want someone missing a game due to COVID. Because that, no matter how big or small the player is, that puts an asterisk on the game. And by this time, tomorrow night, we will be at least 10 minutes after the first quarter in Super Bowl 55. And I'm pumped, man. You know, we, we, got, we got amazing guests for our big Super Bowl show. Awesome, awesome stuff. And if you're the Chiefs, you're doing this game on heavy hearts, man. Because you're an outside linebacker coach, the head coach's son, Britt Reed, you know, he's in the hospital right now, and he got involved into an accident. Now, we won't comment because we won't find out the toxicology report until next week. So we don't know if it's because he was drinking. He does have problems with that, and I'll, and I'll just preference this by saying this right now. If... He hit that car with those kids because he was drinking. There is zero, zero sympathy for this man. I will not feel bad for Andy Reid. I will not feel bad for him. And he better he better pray that these kids don't die. You know, so Reid, you got some problems, my guy. I agree. And my prayers are more for the kids involved in the accident. That's where my prayers lie for. And that's more important. That's to me more important than anything. But we will kick off. We do got a guest. Our returning guest, uh, we got Ashley. That's right. The lovely Uh, Ashley Baker. Let me just say, you know, 
big big Brady fan. She takes a lot of awesome videos. Um, she she's also in the friends group of Kelsey, who we're having on tomorrow, with the amazing Brian Waters, who we're, who we're having on in an hour from now. Um, you know Renee Washington. You know that that crew man. They're smart. They're amazing. They're awesome. You know, incredible, incredible young black men, black women, and and. I, and Ash is gonna have a couple of guests too for Black History Month, and uh, I I told Brian about it as well, so so we're gonna pump those names also, and I'm I'm just looking forward to the Super Bowl, and James is gonna be annoying with his picks, man. He he he's refusing, he's refusing to tell our guests his picks. He's gonna make y'all wait. James, tell the people why you're such a bad person. Y'all yeah, gonna find out until we're gonna have our last guest, guest Gabby. And I promise you, when we have Gabby, that is when I'll make my pick. When Gabby's on, that's when I'll make my pick. Y'all gonna have to wait. Uh, y'all gonna, you know, y'all great. We love the guests that were coming here, including a former Super Bowl champion, but. You know, y'all gotta wait. It'd be like that out here. What's wrong with you? Why, why, why are you a bad person? Huh? I'm not, I'm not a bad person. I'm a great person. I don't know, bro. I don't know. I just, I just, you know, y'all gotta wait sometimes. That's all. That's foul, bro. Like, what did the people ever do to you? Aren't you supposed to do for the people? I am for the people, but I... Want you guys to wait? That's all. So, so you're for the people when it's convenient for you. That's not true. Listen, I am always for the people, by the people, always for the people. But y'all gotta wait, though. Guys, that's foul. That's foul. So let me just say hi to the amazing Ashley Baker, and you know where. We're a couple of hours away from NFL Honors. We're, you know, just under 24 hours away from the Super Bowl. Um, but James, take away a, a little Black History Month. Hey, um, this has been an incredible, incredible month, Black History Month. A lot of all the pioneer athletes. And I just want to say that this is so incredible, and we talked about Wilma Rudolph, who was an inspiration for black female track stars. You know about Jackie Robinson and Hank Aaron. I just want to say that this is important for us now more than ever that we honor not only the well-known African-American athletes, but the athletes that don't really get talked about, the people that don't get talked about a lot in history, and I feel like their, their voices need to be heard.
never really took off the way I expected it to be, but I was a huge, huge fan of the one and only Dominique Dolls. Um, she was just, just such a big part of my childhood and my growing up. And, um, man, she, I, she really, I feel like she set the tone for the up-and-coming gymnasts, you know, that we have now, um, you know, Simone Biles and, you know, everybody else, and she was just such a, such a big part of my childhood, like I was saying, and she was just super dope, so Dominique Dawes is definitely someone I want to highlight and talk about um, in honor of Black History Month uh, myself, so yeah, that's, that's, that's my girl. Absolutely, man, and, um, and, and Ashley, as a African-American male myself, you know, the what that, that what, what makes our podcast so great is that we are open to talk about these things. We're not afraid to tackle the issues at hand. That's what makes our podcast more unique than others because you have two guys, one Caucasian, one, Afri- one African-American, and then when you have these open dialogues, we're able to talk about these yeah. things, especially Black History Month, because it's important for people to understand that Black culture is American culture. And our culture needs to be heard and be respected because a lot of these things that you see today are from are from black culture. The music that you right. see, the athletes that made the pioneers, the inventors that, that have done a lot of these things in modern technology, all of us all of it came through black culture. Absolutely, and that's so lost in the sauce sometimes, um, a lot of times. That's so lost. Um, and, Big you know, it's just so many, yeah, so many things that should be credited um, to blacks, uh, to black culture. Um, and it's just not like, like, you know, like I just said, it just gets lost in the sauce. So um, it needs to be, you know, I'm, you know, I love Black History Month, absolutely, but I would love for us to get to a point where we're just celebrating black culture every single day um, because it, it's just, it's, we're dope. Um, black culture is dope. And um, look, this is going to sound real cliche, but Black Lives Matter, this is something that we need to be celebrating every day. But it's super exciting that, you know, we, we are able to, you know, celebrate it for an entire month as well. I I agree, and and before we do Super Bowl, um, you know, the one one of the three dirtbags of America, you know, just just got a little full of himself, and he had the audacity to plead not guilty. He's out on bail. He he'll he'll probably end up getting off. He'll probably he'll he'll probably end up being in the league in a year or two from now, but. Tell us your thoughts on the amazing piece of shit that is Chad Wheeler. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, you know, it's just it's it's sickening, and I'm I'm tired of I'm actually tired of seeing it. Um, this is not the first time that um, I think it was like a the giant something was a kicker that had some domestic issues as well. I don't know if you guys remember. Um, maybe a year or two ago. Yes, James, um, what's the name? I'm blanking or, on the name. You know, I don't know if there was some. I don't know if it was domestic issues or if it was drug issues. Whatever the case, you know, there. I just feel like, um, in society, as you know, just in general, you know, our Caucasian counterparts are just treated differently. 
you know, um, this situation with Chad is completely treated differently um, from the Ray Rice situation. Um, you know, now, obviously, Ray Rice was a bigger name um, than he is. But, you know, uh, as you mentioned, he's, he's trash, man. And for you to, you know, put your hands on a woman like that and, you know, uh, choke her to the point where she's unconscious. And when she comes to, you have a nerve to say you're still alive. Um, that's attempted murder. Wow, you know wow, like, he's eating. Wow, he's, he's not... eating. You know, he's like, he's yeah, like, yeah, he's, yeah. I, yeah, I like, can picture. Ridiculous. His charges are so undercharged. It's ridiculous. The man should be being charged with attempted murder. This is, it's ridiculous. I can picture her hobbling out the room, ripped shirt, blood everywhere, maybe, maybe ripped pants. Him. A, a little blood on his arm, icing down his hand, right? Eating, eating a salad, and look, yeah. he sees her and he says, "I thought you're still alive. I thought you were dead." Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like, like for me, my first thought is, I am now trying to call number one. I'm trying to get her help. And you know, I'm 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 praying that she's still alive, and then and then and then I'm gonna allow myself to get arrested, you know. But he just doubles and triples down, not even tries to do any of that, and it's just yeah. Awful. And now all of a sudden he has an issue. He wants to have. He wants to seek help. A, B, and C. If she never reported it, if she had came back, you know, that's not the first time he did that to her. I'm, I'm probably. Oh. The first time to that extent, but I'm pretty sure he's put his hands on her multiple times, and he probably expected her not to report it and come back around, and you know, just the same cycle. And he wouldn't have felt bad. He just wouldn't have felt bad. It wouldn't have been he needed. I need help. I'm gonna get it together. It wouldn't have been any of that. Um, he's making those statements because it became public knowledge, and it's absolutely ridiculous. He should be banned from the NFL. Um, he should be. And from society, and he needs to be under somebody's jail, in my opinion. And then, and then, last, last point before we go into the Super Bowl, um, and this is a question I've been asking to, you know, a couple of people. Do you think professional sports cares about women? Because we're under 24 hours from Antonio Brown playing in a Super Bowl. Araldis Chapman is on the Yankees. There are so many guys who rape and hit women and do terrible, terrible things. But because they can hit a 45-foot jump shot, throw the ball 100 miles per hour, run under a 4-4 catch footballs, shoot, shoot a puck 90 miles per hour, they're allowed to make millions of millions of dollars and play these games because the owners do not care. They want the money. So, do you think... And, and let's be honest, too. Most of the people that buy the merch, even if it's for men, are the women, right? So, and, and, and they have Breast Cancer Month for, you, you know, they do the whole pink jersey and all this. So, as a yeah. female who's in sports yourself, do you really think professional sports truly cares about women? I really don't think so. I mean, it's a long way to go. Um, you know, there are glimpses and hints of, you know, there's some type of care, like you said, the breast cancer month, um, you know, that's celebrated in October and, you know, things like that. But, um, I mean, there's just so much 
more work to do. And, um, you know, it, it, it pains me to say this, but sometimes I feel like, or a lot of times I feel like in these professional leagues, you know, money talks, BS walk. You know what I'm saying? To them, it's BS. To them, it's BS because you're talking about, you know, there are players that, like you said, can throw a, a 60-yard bomb down the field or can shoot a, you know what I mean, a 30-foot jump shot or whatever the case may be. Um, but th- these leagues are riddled with guys who commit these heinous crimes against women. The organizations know about it. A lot of them get swept under the rug, and they keep it moving. And that's it, it's really not cool. But um, I, I certainly don't feel like that they um, – you know, have any care, uh, have the emphasis on care when it comes to domestic issues with women um, across professional sports. It's not just the NFL, it's not just across professional sports. Um, it's ridiculous, and, and really, it needs to change. It, it really needs to change. I, could, I couldn't agree more um, that it has to change. Um, Not really more to add on to just, I agree with everything you said, Ashley. You hit everything on the head. I, and, just, and the only thing I'll add to that is that until we see some change in all professional sports, unfortunately, situations like this will continue to happen. It's a sad reality that when, when the big dollars speak, Everything else talks. It's like you just said. Money talks, yeah. BS walks. That's just how that's just how it is. And now, on a positive note, you know, we're in the Super Bowl game. I know, I know for a fact. I know you, Ashley. You're a Cowboys fan. I know you're a Tom Brady fan. You, I'm going to call you Ashley Bayless. Because, like, Tim is a Cowboys wow, fan. I mean, 
Skip is overboard with the LeBron hate. I ain't that overboard like Skip is. Skip is overboard with the LeBron hate. But yeah, um, you know, back to the Super Bowl. I'm going Brady, man. I, I, I'm not betting. I am not betting against Brady in no Super Bowl. I don't care if it's against wow. the Kansas City Chiefs. It doesn't. Wow. Um, I'm not betting against him. I'm not betting against. Um, now don't don't get it. Don't don't. Let me be very clear. I, 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 there is, I know that there's a very high possibility that they will lose, they may lose the game. I know that. They're playing the Chiefs. They're playing yeah. the Chiefs. I mean, but let's, let's look. If Todd Bowles, I know y'all been seeing me on Twitter, I've been waking Todd, I don't think I woke Todd Bowles up today. I need to get on Twitter and do that. I've been waking Todd Bowles up every day to get up. He shouldn't have got no sleep these last two weeks to make sure that there's a master plan in place against the Bucks. I mean, against the Chiefs and that offense with Patrick Mahomes. But if the defense can do their job, if anybody drops this game, it'll be the, the Bucks defense. I do not believe that the offense will have a problem. I do not believe that Brady's going to go in and throw three picks. I do not believe. I think he understands. He understands what it is. He's been here nine times. Um, I don't think it'll be the offense that'll cost in the game. I think it'll be on the defensive side trying to slow down that Kansas City offense if they were to drop the game tomorrow. James wants to call you Ashley Bellis. You know who James is? James is James Wright. He is the opposite. He is the exact same as the horrible Nick Wright. Because he is so obsessed. He is so obsessed. Yes. And you're going to listen. Don't, don't interrupt. Yes, all the way up. Um, he is so obsessed with Patrick Mahomes. He is so obsessed with the Chiefs. Horrible, horrible takes. James Wright is so under the impression that... That, that that Mahomes is God. Apparently to James, Mahomes can do no wrong. Apparently Mahomes, oh Mahomes is going to walk onto the field tomorrow and just blink. And he's going to throw three touchdowns. Listen, Tom Brady. Do you know what Tom Brady did different in the Super Bowl than any other Super Bowl? He had 12 days with nobody. No Giselle, none of his kids. His parents, his parents, his parents parents and Giselle just got home back today. Just today. And, okay, so he never prepped this much before any other Super Bowl. And that's a reason. Now, the Bucs have the better defense. So Mahomes is facing the better defense. You're most likely going to get a better run game from the Bucks tomorrow. So if that happens, Tom Brady's not throwing three picks. You want to know why? Because he's not forcing the ball. He's not going to have to do that. And now he has Antonio Brown. So if Mike Evans struggles and, and, and doesn't remember how to catch a football, he can throw to Antonio Brown. And what has Gronk been doing? He, 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 he hasn't been awesome, but he makes a couple of big plays. Just like just like against the Packers. He had that one catch with 20 yards after the catch. He'll do something like that tomorrow. He did it twice in 2018 that led to a Super Bowl. Okay? This is Tom Brady. Also, he's going to be playing in front of his parents. The last, the last two Super Bowls he played in front of his parents, they, he won games. And also, look at how tough he comes from. His mom battled cancer. 
she kicked cancer's ass. They both, his parents, beat COVID. They kicked COVID's ass. So the Brady family is different. The Bradys are God. They are not normal people, okay? Patrick's father had, Patrick's father had, I, I wouldn't say a success, successful major league baseball career. He had an okay career. Okay, nothing special. The mom's great on social. The brother's a clown on social. Brittany, 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 I'll give her a pass. I can't be mad at a pregnant woman. I can't. I, I don't think anyone can. She she gets a patch right now. She's she's you know she's happy. She's she got a lot of hormones going on, so she gets a pass. Okay, but Mahomes, and I've been saying this too. You know what? The NFL should want the Bucks to win because it's a better storyline. It makes Mahomes human. You know, it 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 brings Kryptonite into Superman. It it makes the Chiefs hungry. Because if if the Chiefs keep winning Super Bowls, Mahomes is gonna get bored and he's gonna retire, and that's what the NFL don't want. So it's better. Brady does it for America tomorrow night. Let's go, James Wright. That's right. You heard me. This is embarrassing. Um, first things first, I'm going to promote myself. Oh, first things first. See, 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 first things first, Ashley. <laughs> okay. Game's right. There you first, go. <laughs> first things first, Ashley Baker needs to follow me on the on, on, on the Twitter because I felt, because she didn't follow Woo! Black Reaper 50 miles, you know, so I'm, I'm a little I'm not following you. You're not following me. You now follow me, Black Reaper Fifty Two. I'm a little bit. Let me go. Let me go. So I, 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 I got to promote. You know, I got to promote myself because I'm that guy. You know, I am that guy. That's the first things first. Secondly, oh, I'm following you now. Boom. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Love that. <laughs> Secondly, more importantly, um, I know, I know for a fact that, um, I know Nick is, is you ask, I know for a fact that you're rooting Tom Brady. Tom Brady's been, is been great. But I think the key factor is if the Bucks are going to win this game, how are they going to lead? You said about top balls. They need to find a way to take away Tyreek Hill. You cannot let Tyreek Hill beat you. Look, you know what happened in that earlier game in Tampa. You know, you left Tyreek Hill on an island by himself and then boom. Man, man kills you in the first quarter. You're gonna have to double team Tyreek and let and let Travis Kelsey eat up in the middle. And you're gonna have to get pressure on on Kansas City. Now the big thing is that both their tackles are out. So because both their tackles are out, which means JPP and Shaq Barrett are gonna eat. Can they continuously get pressure on Mahomes all game long? Not not just for a series, not just for a couple, not just for a quarter. I mean all game long. Harass Patrick Mahomes so much that he won't get a chance to throw to Kelsey as often. And he'll definitely won't throw to Tyreek because they'll have they'll have two people on him. Yeah, I think the key is certainly to bring pressure up front. Um, like you said, the the key is there's a couple of things. Um Bringing pressure up front, getting to Mahomes, um, but we need to. They, they need to do that by way of not a lot of blitzing. We know Todd Bowles loves to blitz, 
and I just don't think that that's a a good idea when Patrick Mahomes can always just find a way to get his man the ball. Um, so you don't want to do that too much, but if they can just bring constant pressure and on the offensive side for Tampa, um, long enough drives to kind of keep Mahomes and company off the field. I know that they are so explosive. They can do it in two or three plays. They don't need a lot of time to put points on the board. But um, if, if, if they can, you know, just tweak a couple of things. Remember, Tampa only lost by three points. Despite the damage that uh, Tariq Hill did in the first quarter of that game, that Week 12 matchup between them, um, they only lost by three points, 27-24. So if they can tweak a couple of different things um, and obviously come off, they need to, they need to get it going early. Uh, they, they, it's very, very, very little room for error. Tom Brady has got to take care of the ball. You, you cannot, you know, throw the ball in, into the, the hands of the defender at all. Not one time tomorrow. If they can tweak a couple of things, I don't see why this can't go differently than it did in Week 12. I mean, again, they only lost by one score. but only three points. Um, so they can just tweak a couple of things. Again, Tom Bowles better be up as we are speaking, making sure <laughs> they have some type of answer. He better, he better, he better be on that, 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 that can't, that can't stop, won't stop, you know, like, drinking yeah. method, like, you know, I need, like, you yeah. know, like, he needs to have a sleep now. Hold I on, James, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you go, tell us who you got joining Canton tonight. Who oh, I got joining Canton? Um, I think Peyton Manning. Um, I think Richard Seymour, um, deserves it. I think Charles Wilson, I think Calvin Johnson is in. That sounds good to me, too. That sounds good to me, too. I just want to give Ashley a big shout-out first, because I saw the interview that she did with Joy Taylor. That is fantastic. (laughs) Like, Joy Taylor is a queen. I listen. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I am a st- I'm, I you know I stand people. I am a stand, meaning fan kids for those who don't know. I stand <laughs> Joy Taylor. I'm a fan of Joy Taylor, and t- and I and tell us like how did this all came about? Because it just it was just so cool, you know, like you and and the rest of the crew. Like just tell us like how did all of that came about? Yeah, so um, I'm a part of NABJ, National Association for Black Journalists, and as is Joy. Um, and so uh, we, you know, I met her down in Miami back in 2019, and you know, recently we've kind of been chatting on Twitter and you know things like that. And I, I love Joy too. I love her sports take. She's super dope. Um, I love her fashion. I love the way she does her hair. She does girl stuff. You know what I mean? And on top of that, we both just a beast at talking sports. So that's like the, the common denominator right there. So I reached out, and, um, you know, she said she'd love to be on the show, which was really cool. And, you know, I let her know that it would be panel style. Um, you know, me, uh, Brian H. Waters, Renee, and Mark Gunnels, Renee Washington and Mark Gunnels. And uh, that, it was really cool. It really just came together. Um, and, you know, that was such a good wild card weekend anyway. So it was just a lot. No, but that was probably one of the best wild card weekends on paper at the time because some, you know, games end up, 
not being as great as we thought they would be. Um, but on paper, you know, going into that weekend, it was just so much to talk about. It was so many good games. So it was really cool. Joy is, joy is a, a, a joy to be around. She's, she's really cool, super knowledgeable, and she knows her sports. And I like to have those kind of people in my circle that know what they are talking about. So, yeah, that's kind of how that happens. You're goddamn right. Also, and I, and I love that. Love that. Like, keep, like, keep that same energy. Joy Taylor, if you hear our podcast, keep that same energy. Keep putting those loser dudes on blast. You are awesome, man. I, I, I got to put that out there. Now, I got to ask you this important question, and this is more about your Cowboys. I said this before when you were on. I'm going to say this again now. What are the Cowboys going to do at quarterback? You got the false reports about Dak Prescott accepting the deal. No way. Um, what are the Cowboys going to do at quarterback? And do you think Dak can return to close to what he was before he got injured? Because you saw if Dak was healthy, I truly think the Cowboys would have easily won the NFC East. Oh, yeah, easily. Um, they started off rough, but as the year progressed, I think that they would have gotten better. Um, you know, I think he'll come back um, relatively as, as good as he was um, these, these first seasons, of course, before the injury. Um, and as far as if, if he's coming back, the Cowboys better sign him. They don't have any other options. Um, I know people are saying that Dallas needs to be one of the teams on the phone to get Deshaun Watson. Um, that's not an option. We don't have anything for Deshaun Watson. We really don't have. We cannot. We don't have anything to spare. Um, we can trade our owner. For him, if that's what they want, but outside of trading Jerry Jones, um, there's nothing that we can get, um, you know, give for for Deshaun. We need our picks in the upcoming future. We need all that. So I, I expect Dak to come back. Um, there, are, like you said, some false reports. Dak does not want a five-year deal. Um, so anything that you see about him accepting some type of five-year deal, unless it's coming from a credible source um, like um, Adam Schefter or you know somebody like that, you know, Rappaport. I really don't see um, him picking up any type of deal that's a five-year deal. He wants something that's four years, um, and they need to hurry up and make it happen because we saw what uh, the Rams gave up for Matthew Stafford. Um, that just that that sucks for Dallas because that just shows. I mean, come on now, Matthew Stafford is a great quarterback. Don't you know? Don't get it twisted. I think he's going to do great. I I actually expect the Rams to probably be sitting at the NFC Championship next year because I know Sean McVay is going to do wonders with, with Matthew Stafford and they have a solidified defense um, in L.A. But um, I, I, that was just, Dallas is just waiting for some unapparent reason and the more they wait, it's just bad for them because you're seeing deals like Matthew Stafford happen and you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, Matthew Stafford got all that. They gave the house for Matthew Stafford in L.A. Well, what is that worth? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that that means we got to pay him even more. So they better find this guy, man. I, I mean, I don't see anybody else who's even an option. Um, we, we need to get back to business. And I'm really tired of this even being a topic, not from you guys in, in particular, but I'm just saying overall, this topic should have been dead weeks ago. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. Yeah, uh, it's just it's just one of those things that that is crazy and, you know, we're on the heels of maybe by Monday, you know, I'm I'm sure the NFL is not wanting this to happen before tomorrow night. But uh, we could see a Carson Wentz blockbuster, you know, and we all know Dick 
Dick Vermeil and Brett Favre had a lot to say about Watson, but but they're quiet about Carson. So you you know what a lot of people are gonna think when it comes to that, and you know just 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 overall, like what's your thought of, you know, the player owner dynamic of power because we see we see in the NBA that players are getting their way. And now, you know, Deshaun Watson is trying to do that. So, who do you think truly has the power? In the Wentz situation in Philly? Just, um, well, not only in that, was, not only in that, but just in general. Well, um, I think, um, and I, to be honest, I, I love to see it, honestly. Um, I, I like seeing players understand that they're in toxic situations and doing things to force themselves out. I, I don't know what Houston is doing as a whole, but uh, James Harden wanted out, he got out. <laughs> and, um, you know, I was just really surprised that Deshaun Watson um, decided to even sign the extension once they, you know, traded DeAndre Hopkins. Like, I was surprised that he even did that. Um, whatever, he probably has to have a faith in the organization and things have obviously, you know, shown him that he doesn't need to have faith there. And so he wants out. Um, but I like to, I love to see it. I love to, I mean, I don't think that these guys are just one out just because like they're, they're seeing that there's something seriously wrong here. Um, and, um, Houston better find a way to get Deshaun out of there because if not, he'll probably sit the whole season. He'll make a way for him to be out. Um, and, um, you know, I, I like to see it. I'm sorry. I, I'm just one of those individuals where I like to see players kind of take power into their own hands. Um, y'all might be, you know, franchise owners, but y'all don't own them. And, um, you know, look, if something's toxic, if it ain't right, if, if I don't feel like I'm going to win here and you're not putting things around me to make me successful, I'm out. Straight up. And and so I like what I'm seeing from the players. That's in the NFL and the NBA, you know, with me mentioning James Harden earlier. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I like it. I'm a fan of it. Here's here's my thing. And this is, you know, you know, you know because it's, it's boring when just two people agree. So even before he signed the extension, I get it. Hopkins was still there. But even with that, even if... Even if Hopkins stayed, the Texans were never winning anything. So, I get it. You you signed the extension, you promised all the trees and whatnot, but then Hopkins gets traded, and now you're mad, okay? But you were happy taking the extension, knowing it's going to take a lot for me to do anything. And let's, let's be honest here, I mean... He's been in, he's been in playoff games. He doesn't have a high success rate. He was up twenty four to nothing against the Chiefs in a playoff game. Yeah. Ended up losing that game. So 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 he's he's not a Brady. He's not you know um and and I get it. The racial components has to has to be a part of that too. So so I'm sure that's it. But if it's me and if I'm the Texans. Okay, unless I get three ones, and that starts the conversation, because he is 25 years old, he's under control for possibly 
the next seven years. Five with a contract, and any team that takes them on can franchise them twice. Right? So that's seven years. So I got to get minimum three ones, then throw in a third, throw in throw in a fourth, and throw and throw in a fifth. I need something like that. Or or two ones and give me controllable star players like like mm. the, like the Chase Young or a Beckton or 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 the other defensive player from the Jets or or give me, you know, a star like Jefferson, you know, you know, or or give me give me Trevor Lawrence, you know, something like that because because Sam Darnold, he's about to make money, so that's no like contract. Dan you know, even, even for the Giants, even if I got Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, those are two players that are are, are going to need contracts too. So you you have to get picks, and and if you get picks from a crappy team like the Jets, you know what? They're going to be top ten picks because Deshaun Watson is not is not owning the AFC East. He's he's not going to start winning 11, 12, 13 games over there. You know, so so if it's me. Texans have all the power. Teams just don't know it because because Deshaun Watson is not is not playing for for four straight years. You know he he's he's not gonna fake no injury. And and if he wants to miss practices, if he wants to miss mini camp, if he wants to miss games, guess what? He's gonna have to start cutting a lot of checks. And also, the Texans should ask for at least seventy five percent of the signing bonus back. Because they gave that signing bonus in good faith that that he would be here and they would get something out of it and 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 that is most likely not the case. So, you know, if you if you're the Texans, it's bad enough you traded D Hop, right? And, and and they barely got nothing from him. So you'd be doing a disservice to your fan base if you trade Deshaun Watson for anything less than that. You know what I'm saying? There there are certain players that you just Got to get right by them. Four. Yeah. I agree. And uh, just ju- just touching this because again we're we're not afraid to touch on on issues like this. You know, you know, you know. Pe- people were complaining about Deshaun Watson. He's black. Car Carson Wentz white. No words. You know what do you what what do you think about that? Hypocriticism. I mean, it's kind of just, you know, um, I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised. Um, with people kind of, um, I don't know. I mean, what are people, I haven't really heard that storyline, um, that people are saying that there's an issue because Deshaun is black and Carson is white. Well, um, you, can kinda, you can kind of read between the lines. Um, uh-huh. uh, what's his name? Uh, the, 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 the former Steeler who, who's on ESPN, Ryan, uh, Ryan Clark. There you go. Uh-huh. So here's the tweet. Let me get this straight. Farvin and Vermeil have the right to rip Watson because he asked for a trade after playing at an all-pro level to remain the starter for an organization. That lied to him. But they should feel differently about Wentz because he played so bad he got on the bench. 
question mark okay. So that's him basically oh, okay. saying. Yeah, I'm looking here. Yeah. So, so that's him basically saying because Carson Wentz is white, they're quiet. That that's what he's basically saying without saying it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking at the tweet now. I didn't see this. This was this was just two hours ago. I didn't see this. Um. Yeah, you know that whole situation with Favre. Um, I just think that you 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 can't make that statement, bro. Like the, the initial statement Favre made, you know, about you know we get paid all this money. Um, we shouldn't have a right to say anything. And if I'm reading this 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 correctly from Ryan Clark, he's basically saying that. They're saying that Wentz has a right to say something, but Deshaun doesn't, right? Am right. I reading that right? And, you know, it has to do with the Well, that's what I get from it anyway. I mean, I mean, that's what Ryan Clark, yeah. People, pe- people can interpret things how they want, but I'd say more likely than not, that's what he's getting at. Yeah, no, he's probably definitely getting at that. Like you said, reading in between the lines, you know, certainly. Um, but... Yeah, if, if that is the case, um, let's pray that it isn't. Um, you, you just, you know, these old, oh man, these, these older players sometimes just, I just feel like, um, <clears throat> it just feel like they have so much room to talk and so much room to comment on things. Just sit back, enjoy your damn pension, and shut the hell up, honestly, like, you know, um, you know, he, he's had words, you know, I'm, I'm speaking in regards to Favre here. So he's had words about, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. And I, I just don't understand why these guys feel the need to comment on, you know, things are different. Times are different. And things aren't the way um, that they were back when these guys were playing. And um, you're not about to tell me that the face of a franchise, the face of an organization doesn't have a right to, um, you know, ask, be concerned, wonder about the direction that their franchise is going in, and the moment they get an answer about that, um, they decide to go a different way. I don't see, I don't see what's wrong with that. Um, I don't see what's wrong with it in Carson's case. I really don't see what's wrong with it in Deshaun Watson's case. Um, like I said earlier, um, I love the fact that they're taking control back, and they're not just going to shut up and throw the ball or shut up and dribble. Um, kind of like Brett Favre insinuated the other day with his comments. Like, I, I wasn't sure why he even felt the need to say that. Um, like I said earlier, if there's a toxic situation, like you said, there's no way that Deshaun is going to win with, um, you know, Houston, even if Deshaun, uh, even if the, uh, DeAndre Hopkins had stayed. Right. They weren't going to win anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, so um, why, why, does, why is it a crime, you know, for him, to, for these guys to be like, yo, I want out. You know what I mean? And um, why do you have such an issue with one player saying it, but another player cannot? Like, that's, that's BS. Um, and, yeah, it, it looks bad. It just looks bad for those two guys who need to be sitting back, playing freaking golf somewhere, to be constantly commenting. I mean, look, we already look. Brett Barnes is just, he's just, he's just getting himself more in a hole. He's also a he's bad guy, too. He's been going through. You know, yeah, man. You know, like, because like, with anybody, his jet stuff. He he sent unsolicited pictures to a female reporter, you know. Yeah, like we're um, not even taking you. Like it's just it's just annoying because I'm just trying to figure out like why do you think that we even like care about your opinion at this point? You know, and it's a storyline. Whatever the media is gonna eat it up. But you know, for real, for real, don't nobody care about what you say. Those players aren't gonna listen to Brett Favre. 
with all the crap you've been involved in lately. Like, go somewhere. That's just my opinion. Maybe he's just a bored millionaire. Um, last topic before we get you out of here. Clearly, you know, <laughs> you know, Kevin Durant. You can play. You can't play. You can play. Get out of here. So, right. so from 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 Malika Andrews and and her her and her sister are blowing up the game. They're gonna be the next yeah. biggest NBA stars. They're fantastic. Yesterday, Durant drove with a team employee three separate times to the team practice facility for testing, home from testing, and to the arena for the game. Sources tell ESPN Durant employee did not appear to be wearing masks. And then she retweeted that with, as, as a result, sources told ESPN it was decided that Durant needed to quarantine despite continuing to test negative. So, last time he missed six games due to this. But, what I don't understand, why, while you're waiting for the guy he was with, Tess, to come back, Durant should have uh-huh. never been allowed to play on the court. Now, even though all, even though all Nets players con- continue to test negative, and they're in Philly right now, if you're waiting for a test, why are you allowed on the court? Just like... Just Monday, a barber got COVID, and he already cut 20 NFL players' hairs. He was in the middle of Kilgore's hair, and, and, and he posted a picture. But why was the barber allowed near the players before the test result came out? Make it make sense, you know? I can't. I wish I could make it make sense for you, but I can't. It's the same thing that happened with Dan's Bryant. Remember that when Dan, he had an inconclusive test. They allowed him on the field just to come out and say, hey, um, you know, your test is actually positive. You can't play. Um, it's ridiculous. And it actually speaks to the testament of these rapid tests not being as efficient as we think they are. Um, I, I can, I can, I, I will say this. And it's just obvious, probably. Oh, many more players tested were positive, likely for this virus, than what their test came out to be. You can you can put your bottom dollar on that this entire season. These players probably, you know, had these viruses. Of course, so we see so many players in in, in across leagues in general. Um, you know, seem to be um asymptomatic. Um, when, even when they test positive, they're, they're, they're asymptomatic. That's, that's the, that seems to be what the case is in sport. Um, I don't know because these guys' immune system are different. I mean, they're at a high level. They eat different. They put different things in their bodies, vitamins, stuff yeah. like that. They have to be in a certain type of shape and condition anyway. So they probably aren't affected as much by the virus. So a lot of these guys test positive and they're asymptomatic. Um, but that's not the point. The point is, is until you get a negative or positive test, these guys just shouldn't be around other guys. It is what it is. So that back and forth last night with Kevin Durant, and as you mentioned, now he's going to miss. He's got a quarantine for like six days. So he's going to miss, I think, like three or four games or something like that. Um, that's just something that couldn't – thank God he didn't test negative. But um, that's just something that just shouldn't even have been allowed. I mean, just let the process happen. This is what you – they're rapid tests for a reason. They're supposed to be rapid. So, damn, just wait until the test results come back. Um, it, it's, it's simple, but, you know, look, these, these, um, we are grabbing for money, um, and that's, that's just how the cookie crumbles, unfortunately. And, thankfully, 
every, every player from the Chiefs and Bucks test came back negative tonight. So they great, all great. They, they all will be playing in the Super Bowl. But let's just play Perfect. let's just play devil's advocate. If Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes, the two biggest stars of the Super Bowl, if one of them tested positive do you think the NFL would have the balls to tell Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes that A, they cannot play in this game, and B, this game will still continue? Do you think the NFL would be able to do that? I think they'd move the game. They would have to. They would have to move the game. There's no way you tell either one of those individuals that. There's no way that Patrick Mahomes goes up against the Bucks backup. And there's no way that, uh, you know, Tom Brady plays against Henny. Come on now. Like, that's not like, oh, my gosh. Like, the Ravens would be would drop off so bad. If neither, like, this is literally what we've been kind of waiting for, in a sense. It was either going to be Patrick Mahomes versus Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, or uh, Russell Wilson. That's literally what we kind of knew this year was going to come down to. Um, and anything short of that, it's just not – no, they would have moved it. I, I really think, and it actually would have been okay to move it. Um, probably, you know, this, it's this again. This is unprecedented times. These are, these circumstances are so different. You know, moving the game would have been okay because I'm pretty sure there's no event happening at the stadium, so it's not like that they're worried about sure. clashing with yeah. other events or anything like that happening. So. Moving it, I don't think moving it would have even been a problem, but there's no way that you don't have both of those, your headliners, going toe-to-toe to get, uh-uh, no, it just wouldn't have happened. They would have moved the game. And, then, really and so. then, let's just say also, one of them tested positive. Do you think the team lets that doctor leave the room and, and, and letting him allow to tell the NFL? And, and just letting them play because oh. because in 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 the twenty to three comeback, I'm pretty sure Julian Edelman got a concussion before he made that catch off the three Falcon defenders. So he played, uh. he, he he probably played the rest of the game with the concussion. So do you think with one of them having COVID that that they just say you better shut your mouth? I'll give you a bunch of money, but I'm playing this game. I am Tom Brady. I'm playing this game. I am Patrick Mahomes. I am playing this game regardless. Yeah, I don't really want to um, like question the integrity of the players because that's a huge integrity thing. Right. Um, I would hope that nobody would do anything like that. Um, you know, that's just putting so much on the line, um, live, um, first and foremost. Um, and, you know, the doctor's license and um, again, just the integrity just would just be such a huge blow to the integrity of the game and the times that we're in. Um, nah, I don't think that it would have been anything like that. I think that it would have been that that information would have come out and um, the game would have been moved. Again, if it was one of those guys, only only if it was Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. Nobody else. Yeah, I don't right. think Kelsey, no, I agree. I agree. Tariq Hill, none of those guys. Um, it wouldn't have mattered. They would have it would have been still game on. But if one of those guys, one of those two quarterbacks that tested positive, oh, they would have moved the game. You, you move the game. You just, that's the biggest, game. that's for all the marbles. You, they would move that game. So, um, yeah. I'm happy that everybody tested negative. I didn't know that until you just said it. So, thank goodness. 
game on tomorrow. I'm super excited, and um, I, I can't wait. I'm actually throwing a party, so I'm going to start decorating in here in a few. That way, that part is already done, and I got to do a lot of cooking and stuff tomorrow. So I'm I'm excited, man. This might be Brady's last hoorah in the, in the Super Bowl, man, so I definitely wanted to throw a little, you know, a little something-something, throw a little party to, you know, celebrate him because he's my guy, so. I I hear you. Um, do you have do you have a score prediction for tomorrow? Yes, I do. Um, Bucks thirty eight, Chiefs thirty five. Ooh, I would like that. I would like that. Well, Ashley, tell the people where they can hear your stuff and find you on social. Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at AshleyBaker underscore 21. I am on uh, Facebook as Ashley Baker, And make sure you guys, I do have a podcast called About Nothing But Sports. Make sure that you follow it on all major podcasting platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor. Um, and also make sure you follow the About Nothing But Sports handle on Twitter, uh, Sports, A-N-B-P as in Paul. Also catch me on Half the News where you can subscribe to me there um, where I do a lot of uh, Tuesday talk presented by AMB Sports um, and it's a, it's a lot of us over on Half News um, where you'll be able to put the face with the, with the voice that you're hearing um, <laughs> so yeah that's where you guys can catch me awesome Ashley thank you so much